It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Almost all of today's show was recorded before Jeffrey Embaugh entered the portal. So we will start there. Then you'll hear me refer to it um, as a certain possibility as we talk with Justin Ferguson on today's show. But Jeffrey Embaugh, the former number one JUCO player in his class, announced he's entered the portal. And this has been some weird back and forth thing, right? In the last portal period, he kind of teased it and put up some like Instagram stories and then goes through spring, had a chance to be a starter. And then it seemed like he kind of lost it with the emergence of Jason Jones and uh, Jordan Rod or Justin Rogers being thrust in as starting defensive linemen, which has caused Marcus Harris to play that true starting defensive end, kind of pushing Jeffrey Emba back in the depth chart. And so then if you're Emba, I, I think he was at this point in his career where he expected to be a starter and it'd be expected to be a, a, a go-to player in this defense. And I think going through spring, he realized that, that possibly wasn't going to happen. And of course, we don't know how summer and fall camps would have gone, but you know, these guys, as far as reps and as far as, you know, how things go in meetings and just the natural pecking order of things, this is an example of these guys kind of getting a better whiff of what's going on than we ever could because they're in it every single day. As far as what Auburn's losing in Jeffrey Embaugh, I think they're losing a guy that has the upside of just about anybody in college football. I mean, the, the thing is, he's just raw. He was just raw and his pad level was kind of inconsistent at times. And I just think Marcus Harris is a better football player when it comes down to it. And I don't think Jeffrey Emba wanted to wait anymore. In fact, in a statement that he put out on social media, he said, my first high school game, I hardly played. And then I ended up the best player in my state and top 10 in my position. My first year of Juco, I hardly played. Then I ended up the best player in the United States. My first year at Auburn, I hardly played, dot, dot, dot. I think you understand the pattern. I think he was wanting a bigger turnaround in his second year on the planes, and I just don't think it was happening at the speed in which he wanted to. So what does this mean? I think Zakevius Walker then becomes probably that number two guy, and I think it puts more of an emphasis than I hinted this in the conversation with Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer in just a few minutes that you'll hear but I think it adds an emphasis to that pass rusher need in the transfer portal. And I think that comes as a jack linebacker spot because you really only have two that I think this coaching staff really feels good about in SEC play with Elijah McAllister and Keldrick Falk. And I think the drop-off is after that. But I think it also puts an emphasis on a pass rusher from a true defensive end standpoint. Because after Marcus Harris, I think Zakevius Walker, you feel good in a run-stopping type scenario, but what does that mean moving forward for, you know, possibly an, another guy that could scoot out there? We don't really know exactly what that looks like quite yet. So I think that's something to look at as the portal opens tomorrow. Another position of need, obviously quarterback, wide receiver, and you may argue that number two ahead of wide receiver now is pass rusher, and that means that jack linebacker spot as well as that defensive end. Let's get into the rest of today's show. This is Locked On Auburn. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. 
You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackaby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. And happy Ferg Friday to all who celebrate as we are joined by Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer and Ferg. This new era of college football, we get another glimpse of what it's really going to look like tomorrow when this second transfer portal window opens. Mm -hmm. If you're Hugh Freeze, if you had to kind of guess and put yourself in the brain of Hugh Freeze, where do you think he's going first once it's this wave of players enters the portal this weekend? Yeah, I think quarterback is first and foremost on everybody's mind, and it should be. I I do think it's going to be very interesting to see where Auburn goes, right? Because... They were selective that first portal window. They didn't necessarily just get a guy for the sake of getting a guy. Now, there were a couple of guys in the portal they went after pretty hard that you could easily say, okay, they would have been starters for you. Either Neither one of them worked out. Um, so it's just like, is there going to be a guy like that in the portal this year um, or in this cycle, I should say? That's the main question. Um, if you have a situation where, like right now, Ashford, Garner, Finley, Brown on your on your in your room right now, I don't think Auburn, like if that stays pat, I don't think Auburn necessarily has to go get another guy just to get another guy, but there's a departure uh, in the room. Also, uh, if you get a situation in a situation where um, somebody comes up in the portal that you say, oh man, that, that dude could start right away for us, or at least could be a really, really good competitor and give us, give us some uh, juice in, in the fall. That's where I think they would go. It's just who's going to come in. Like kind of nobody really knows at this point. Um, and the names that are currently in the portal or at least said they're going to be in the portal at quarterback, not necessarily guys you're going to sit here and say, oh, you got to move heaven and earth to bring in, but that all yeah. can change in the next year. So quarterback, obviously, first and foremost, the 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 uh, um, top priority there. And like Free said after the 8A game, they're going to be open to it. it. It sounds like he's very open to it, but you know, it, I think it is going to depend on like who's available and and kind of what they feel like uh, the quality uh, of the of the transfers are. Yeah, and I guess there's been some disagreement when we've had this conversation in regards to like, is somebody that is the caliber of quarterback that can really change the offense even going to be available this weekend? We'll certainly have to wait and see. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of these guys that we're kind of speculating, like, are they two wins better than Robbie Ashford? Are they one win better than Robbie Ashford? And it's like, I don't know. I don't and know. It- and the important thing is, is that Freeze said on Saturday he feels like they can win games with the quarterback staff, and I agree, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. I think there is real potential in a system where Robbie Ashford, you know, is healthier, uh, is, is continues to. I think this offense is just going to fit him better than the than the previous offense did, and we already know what kind of player he is with his legs. I mean, last season he was a top five running quarterback in college football. Yeah, I also think a guy like Holden Garner. Um, you know, just the talent that he's got, the arm talent, if he can lock into this system and really and really rock and roll, like that seems to be a, a guy that you could build around, you know, for the future. Finley's the one that you, you sit here and say, okay, there, there's going to have to be a lot more you would have to see from him over the next several months for him to win that starting job again. But like, I'm not going to rule anything out at this point because everybody's kind of getting equal reps. I think they can win. It's just, do they have somebody in that room that either can raise the ceiling of that room or at least be on that level um, with guys? Because like the thing now at this point, with the exception of Garner, you've got you know your two quarterbacks and Robbie Ashford and, and, and TJ Finley. 
-hmm. they've played and started in the SEC before. And so if you're going to try to bring somebody in to kind of raise that level, you would at least need somebody who I think has, has shown that they are capable at, you know, at least at the FBS level of being a consistent starter. Um, that seems to be kind of square one. So the, I guess the, the talk on the street is Ferg that Auburn may lose a guy at quarterback through the portal. Sure. A lot of people assume that's going to be TJ. We'll see. And then he's eyeing two guys that he wants an older veteran, you know, experienced player. And then maybe a younger guy that he can kind of build around moving forward and kind of compete with Walker White and Holden Gurner next year. That That's kind of the assumption of what a lot of people are going to go with. We'll see if that certainly happens. But if that's the case, would it surprise you at all? No, I, I don't think it would. I do think if you lose one of your four quarterbacks in your in your room, I think you would need to go get another one. Um, and it would be interesting to see. Like, I don't think they're going to rule anybody out of like, okay, we, you know, we're we're not going to um, take somebody because he's this age or anything like that. But I do think you want to be smart with how you do it and manage it. You've also got Hank Brown coming in as well. Um, so you've got, you know, you're trying to get that one quarterback in each class. Right now you have Garner and then you have Brown and you have White next year. So like you're on a pretty good consistent path uh, as it stands right now. I think you just need to find, uh, you know, I think if you bring in anybody in the in the transfer portal at quarterback, I think your priority needs to be, hey, can you help us win right now? Because the future is looking brighter at the quarterback position because of the way they've recruited, which mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have to like, you know, say, okay, well, we need to get more and more of these these type of type of projects. You need to get somebody you feel like in 2023 can help you be a better football team. Yeah, all right. So quarterback's the first of the three main position groups where I think there's like a, a pretty big concern. The next is pass rusher, specifically yep. that Jack linebacker spot, and maybe even a defensive end, like a pass rushing sure. defensive yeah. end to, to back up Marcus Harris. And we'll certainly see what that looks like. But are those guys going to be here? Like, are those guys going to enter the portal? Because teams tend to take care of pass rushers, Ferg, even yeah. in this NIL era. You know, if you're a pass rusher that's not taken care of, maybe you feel like, oh, I can get a pay raise somewhere if that's kind of your motivation for playing. But outside of that, like, I'm just kind of curious to see, you know, maybe they find another Marcus Bragg type situation that was okay, maybe solid at, you know, a lower level of football that maybe you can get more out of them at the SEC level. I think if Auburn could take two Marcus Braggs right now, I think they would do it in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Uh, this is speculation on my part. This isn't anything definitive, but I sure. do think I do think that in this second window, especially at a position like Jack linebacker, edge rusher, your best bet is probably going to be somebody who was a really good group of five player trying to make that step up. Think about Auburn on the offensive line this past uh, cycle where they looked at three group of five transfers and said, hey, you can come play right now and we need you right now. And we think you can play here. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of the same mindset you can have at, at the Jack spot. Um, you know, I, I think Elijah McAllister is going to give you a lot this year production wise stats wise. He's not a, he's not a five, six, seven sack guy. He just hasn't been that guy in his career uh, to this point, but I think he's going to play a role for you. I think Keldrick Fox potential is really, really high, but right. as I wrote about recently at the observer, like it's hard for true freshmen to come in and just tear it up as a pass rusher in the sec um, immediately. So that's a huge position you have to go get. Now, if there's somebody who is a really good pass rusher, maybe a smaller or a lesser known, or I'd say maybe a not a lesser known, but a, you know, not as not as high of a caliber of a, of a uh, power five program mm -hmm. as, as Auburn, you know, maybe you can roll the dice there and 
and find something. But yeah, I, I feel like Auburn has really, you know, you know, Hugh Freeze, I think, is pretty smart about the way he communicated some of his messages in the spring and has said, like, hey, we're open to anybody. Come on in. We'll give you we'll – and he's talked specifically about edge rusher and jack linebacker. So if I'm a guy that is considering maybe going into the portal or anything like that, at least it's out there that, hey, Auburn's open for business when it comes to, to, it comes to pass rushing because they just lost so much. And, and, and what they've got coming back just isn't really established in terms of production at this point in their careers. Any any concern in your mind losing a jack or an edge guy? There's always a chance. Um, it's just so thin at that position right now that you're just like looking like, you know, there's going to be playing time. There's going to be opportunities. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if guys feel like they're going to be down on the depth chart and, you know, don't have a whole lot of opportunity to play right now, you know, why not pop into the portal and, and see what you can do somewhere else? I think there's going to be several, like pretty much, I don't know if every single position on the team can look like that, but I think there's a good bit of ones um, that, that that will have that kind of mindset. And the wide receiver is fascinating because there's so many different dudes, and I just can't imagine that they all stay, Ferg. And then sure. also, you know, I think Q is looking for something different at wide receiver than the past two coaches did. All the coach, all the head coaches that brought in these guys, I think Hugh Freeze wants something a little bit different. And so I'm I'm just that one may be the position group with the most movement as far as guys in and guys out. I, I certainly think guys out is going to be um, just because there's so many guys of that position, and I just don't know how many of them really feel like they're going to be able to to play this year. Yeah, I think Auburn's going to play more receivers uh, than they're used to playing um, these last few years in that group. But it's just going to be a matter of do, do those guys feel like they could get more playing time somewhere else. And, you know, what do you want to bring in? I think for Auburn, yeah. you've got Javarius Johnson, you've got Coy Moore. Nick Marner has produced at the at, at the group of five level before. But other than that, it's a lot of potential and maybe and what if. Now, some of those pieces like Camden Brown and mm -hmm. Chick Dawson and Jay Fair, like there's a lot of those guys where you can kind of point to and say, hey, man, if it pops, it'll be really, really good. But, again, it's kind of the same thing with the quarterback spot. You can win with them. But you would love to add something more if you can go get it. And and yeah. I think that's the big thing about the passing game. There's potential in Auburn's passing game. It's a major work in progress. And wanting to kind of boost that with with an injection of, of fresh talent it makes a ton of sense, especially in the portal era. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the big three. I, you know, I think I think they're gonna try to add a depth piece on offensive line, maybe some depth pieces on defensive line. And I, I would I would keep an eye I would keep an eye on guard I would really keep an eye on, on, okay. on the guard spot you know we know Hugh Freeze when we talked to him at the Senior Bowl of Mobile he said he wanted to carry one more uh, offensive lineman that they had right now than they had right now maybe tackle like you 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 could bring in a tackle and just and feel a little bit more secure about your depth there I, yeah. I get that but like I also know that you know those guard spots it's they've moved around a lot of different guys and if they could find a Britain or a, a, a Wade or a um, Jones at a guard spot, it would make a lot of sense to just go ahead and lean all into this rebuild. Yeah, I think that would be that'd be a huge win. And worst case, you know, they don't beat out a Jeremiah Ryder or Tate Johnson or a Connor Lou, and you got a, you got another offensive lineman you can rely on. Which yeah, that, that would be really <laughs> helpful. <laughs> We're kind of in un, uh, you know uncharted waters, you know, for for Auburn folks for the past few years. I think it'd be a great situation. To be in, I want to discuss some of the scholarship situation. What folks can expect? I got some numbers wrong over the past few weeks, so let's let's discuss that in just a moment, right here 
Unlocked on Auburn Today Show brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugars and calories, then you need to try the best tasting protein bar ever. That is Built Bar. All Built Bars are covered 100% in real dark chocolate. It is delicious, decadent, real chocolate. Ton of flavors at Built.com like churro, peanut butter, brownie, cookies, and cream, coconut, all kinds of good stuff. And they're all, for the most part, around 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And you can head over to Built.com or your local Sam's Club or Walmart today to get all of your Built goodness. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. So we're seeing different numbers throughout Auburn media, but most of them are 85 or 86 scholarships, counting the rest of the 2023 class that's coming in. I've been saying a little higher than that. I'm off on that. So... Let's assume it's 85 or 86, which essentially means, Ferg, that if you bring someone in, someone must leave. I mean, that, that's pretty much where we're at to stay at that 85 overall. So I guess that's good. I guess it's essentially you're just going to be trading guys is kind of one way to look at it if you're this coaching staff. Yeah, you also got to keep in mind, like this first window, I think Auburn had 11 guys go out of, out via the portal. So, I mean, yeah. like I don't expect there to be as much this time around. But attrition, it's just natural. It's just normal. Look at basketball. It's just it's just a fact of life at this point. And it's not necessarily, right. oh, you're running a bad program or, oh, you can't keep your guys at all. It's like, no, everybody's dealing with this right now. Uh, even, you know, especially the, the bigger and biggest and best programs in the country have to deal with that. So, yeah. I will stress, I mean, I have a scholarship tracker on my site, and I know other people do as well. I want to stress, mine is, I can't speak for everybody else's, mine is heavily unofficial. This is me just reading the tea leaves because um, yeah. they try to make scholarship counts and all that, especially back in the day where you had to worry about, like, counters and all that. Like, it's like, you know, state secrets. Like, it's like it's very uh, under lock and key. So, but well, yeah, you, I, you used to like be able to save. Like, if you sign twenty three guys, you can move like two, two more the next two, year, the yeah. following year, or you could borrow from the previous year. Yeah, and, weird. And it was just a cycle that goes back. Now it's now it's done. You can bring in as many guys as long as as long as you're at or under the eighty five man hard cap. Um, at the you know by the time fall rolls around, you're going to be good. So the scholarship situation is very interesting because you know there are several positions that just have a ton of guys. Like defensive back is absolutely just swamped with dudes right now. And that's a position where I'm kind of looking at maybe some movement there because mm. you brought in so many, you're bringing in so many. You, you, you had Kay and Lee, and man, what a phenomenal spring he had. Kay yeah. and Lee coming in, but then there's like six or seven other guys <laughs> that are coming in, uh, in that DB, in that DB room. Uh, obviously, JC Hart, uh, reportedly on, on the move to, to wide receiver, but you've yeah. got just different. You know, you've got so many guys coming in. You've got some dudes that are older on this depth chart that might not be starters, might not be key guys. That's a that's a position where you can see kind of maybe push forward. There's a lot of dudes at linebacker uh, at the moment. They got eight inside linebackers. Um, you know, I think you want to play four or five or six. So maybe there might be some movement there. 
Um, We've then, already yeah. seen two guys say they're going to enter. Right, and it, it makes sense. There's just a there's just a lot there. We talked about wide receivers. Well, I think wide receiver and DB also both kind of make sense. Is that there might be some older guys that look around and say, you know what, I'm not I'm not getting the playing time that I think I can go get. You maybe pop pop somewhere else and and and, and yeah. go. But a lot of scrimmage, I think you can continue to build and you can continue to kind of like. I don't think you're in a position where you need to. I don't think you're in a position where you need to run anybody off, quote unquote. I think it's just more of. Guys are going to make those realizations and those decisions, and then you kind of you know, kind of cycle from there. And, and I think you're going to see a few a few guys that are like in the three deep on the defensive line and the three deep on the offensive line leave, and you replace them. Hugh Freeze's magic number of offensive linemen is 16. They're at 16 right now, and I just bet a few guys are going to leave. I bet at least one does, and so then that allows you to go and kind of give another offensive line scholarship spot to somebody else. So. Do you have them at 16 offensive linemen? I have them oh. at 15. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'm again, like I said, highly unofficial folks. Um, yeah, I need, I need to go back and double check that. We might need to do that <laughs> when we get done. Yeah, uh, but yeah, cool. no, I do think 16, like they want to have that. And I think you want to have, you want to be able to go three deep as much as you can and, and deal with your offense, you know, at, uh, and have an extra guy to kind of, you can kind of move around. There's, there's definitely a, a real possibility that I forgot somebody. Um, uh, it, it's been a busy off season for sure, <laughs> dude. It's been wild, man. It's been it's wild. There's a lot no of doubt about it. Yeah. A lot of movement, but yeah, like I said earlier, like if you could run into a situation where you find a starter quality player on the offensive line, whether it's giving you some more comp- competition or maybe even a true starter at guard or get that fourth tackle spot like that. Like again, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to down the, the, the younger guys in any way, but like your fourth tackle at the moment is Garner Langlone. He hadn't just played. He hadn't played a snap of college football yet. Now, mm-hmm. could he be somebody you can rely on this year? Sure, absolutely. Connor, I mean, Connor Lou hadn't even been to a college football game as a player, and and is potentially in line to to start or, or be in the two deep. So, um, you know, you can do that. But I do think if you could, you could bolster your your depth there at tackle a little bit. Maybe with somebody who's just have done it before, in case you get in a situation where uh, you're 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 down a guy or two this year. Mm-hmm. Right, right. All right, let's discuss kind of uh, your thoughts on spring as a whole, and if you think there's any concerns about this roster after what you saw on A Day. That coming up right here on Locked On Auburn. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16 car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. I encourage you to join the Locked Auburn Discord. It is free. All you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below. Ferg, your thoughts on spring in general and specifically A-Day, any kind of glaring concerns moving forward as the portal period opens tomorrow? I, I think I think we've talked about the concerns. I think you need to you need to get somebody uh who can who can rush the passer if you can get it. Um I think you could use help at quarterback and wide receiver. I mean, I think your passing game, your progress in your passing game was limited this spring for, for two big reasons. One um, a guy like Robbie Ashford wasn't fully healthy. There were practices where he wasn't able to throw. That affected mm-hmm. things. And then, two, you had a lot of little nagging wide receiver injuries, little minor things that affected, you know, what what you were able to do and kind of the progress you saw. But 
you need some pass rushers. You need um, you need to find some answers there uh, at, at those spots. Um, other than that, I think you're I think your roster like you could always use upgrades and you could always kind of you know pick and choose different different spots. But like I don't sit here and say there's a flashing red alert, and that goes yeah. back to two things. One, the way the work they did at the line of scrimmage, particularly on the offensive side and the transfer portal, was huge. And and for that to to show tangible signs of progress this quickly is a great sign for this team. And number two, you got some flips and some true freshmen um, that are going to play and get and are giving you some real mm-hmm. Kay and Lee, Connor Luke, Keldrick Falk. Like those guys are going to be able to contribute for you right away. And so I don't want to say you're ahead of the curve because this is still going to be a rebuild and this is still going to be a process to get Auburn football to back back to where it feels like it needs to be, but um, you do. I think you do feel solid about just kind of the progress you made at a lot of different positions on the on, on the field in the spring, which is a great sign. Then let's flip that around. Which groups do you think are in a better spot than you originally thought they would be? You may put offensive line in there. Yeah, no, definitely, but. definitely offensive line. I think yeah. the way they gelled as quickly as they did, I think, is is, is a great spot. Inside linebacker. The 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 talk about mm-hmm. how many guys they feel like they could rely on this year is big. Now. Those guys need to take a step forward, like Cam Riley and and Wes Steiner, Robert Woodyard emerging would be would be really good for Auburn. And then you got Keys and Tolan. I think Keys is going to start or come close to starting for you this year. Tolan, uh, if he can get really like going in this system, I think he's got a ton of potential. But like between the fact that they're actually going to well, rotate your linebacker, Asante, it sounds like Asante, you gave Asante's yeah. last week yep. of spring was really, really impressive is what I was told. Glad, so. glad you, yeah. Glad, glad you mentioned him. Cause Eugene Asante got really good reviews uh, down the stretch of spring. Like so that's five or six guys that you feel really good about right now. And that's huge because this was a linebacker group that you played two guys at most for most of the time. Maybe a third guy would pop in every now and then, but that's, that's about it. It's yeah. going to be a different way of going going about things. So I do think your inside linebacker spot you feel better about um, than you did coming into spring. And I, I think we already knew that this was going to be a really good position group, but I think the stock continues to go even higher for your running backs. Even after losing Tank Bigsby, Jarquez Hunter and the reviews he got in the spring were through the roof. Yeah. I thought Damari Austin had a great spring. We heard a lot of good things about him. Brian Batiste is going to be a great addition to the room. Uh, Sean Jackson's going to continue to fight for playing time and, and a role, and and he had a great A day. And oh, by the way, here comes Jeremiah Cobb, who you know is super versatile and just had a really you know coming off of a phenomenal prep career. So I mean that that running back room is going to be the strength of your offense, and if that offense line is as good as um, we think they could be this year in terms of improvement, uh, that could be you know you'll 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 be a work in progress in the passing game. And and hear me say this: I think you'll be a work in progress in the passing game. Most of the season, like this is mm-hmm. a this is going to be a build. I don't think you're going to have all the answers in the first month of the year or right. the first month of the fall. But yeah, this is that running back room. I think there's there's a lot of there's a lot of reason to buy into it even more, uh, even without Tank Bigsby, which is crazy to think about because Tank was so good. Right. Um, you know, not saying you don't miss him at all, but I'm just saying like you're in a you're in a really good position for a guy who for for a room that lost one of your best running backs in the last decade. Yeah, but I mean th- that list of names is pretty strong. It's pretty yeah. solid. So, and I we'll like see. the mix. I like the variety that you can you can. They do all kind of do different just, things, especially with B- bad team being a being a part of it. It kind of makes it more versatile as well. So, and then how do they use Cobb as a freshman? Like that's going to be it's going to be fun because you have to you have to use them right. Like you have you to use them. Somehow. Find, I think you're going to find a way to get them a few times. Even last year, I mean, you had 
you had Tank Bigsby, you had Jarquez Hunter, but you still found a way to get Demari Austin on the field. I mean, talent, especially in the running back room, that is the one position where you see guys as freshmen contribute right away. Because right. I mean, that is like I would say it's probably the the easiest position for freshmen to contribute. And Auburn under Cadillac Williams is going to continue to <laughs> recruit and develop those guys and turn them loose early on in their in their careers, which is a really good, really good sign. Ferg, how can people check out everything you've got going on right now, which is a ton. There's a yeah. ton of things <laughs> happening right now. Oh, yeah, AuburnObserver.com. We'll have an eye on everything. The roster tracker for football will start getting getting clicking again with uh, the transfer portal coming up. We also have a basketball roster tracker. There's a lot of stuff going on with the portal as well. Yeah. Um, you can check out my uh, breakdown of Denver Jones from earlier this week. Uh, a lot of people – uh, really, really seem to enjoy that one. Uh, mailbag out on Friday uh, podcast. We just added uh, Dan Peck to our to our crew, um, so he is now nice. doing our he is now doing our our podcast with Painter and myself twice a week. Um, so we've got podcasts up there as well. It's six dollars a month or sixty dollars a year to sign up for the Observer. Everything we do gets emailed to your inbox uh, at uh, uh, at six a.m. Central Time most weekday mornings. AuburnObserver.com. Check it out. It's the off season, but. No, it's not really. Doesn't really feel like the off season right now. No, no, it, really it makes like our it. lives a lot easier in terms of getting contact. Busier, but man, it's not like we're sitting here in the off season scraping around like, oh, what are we going to write about? No, what are we going to talk about today? No, it's no, no, no. really not going to slow down until like June, which is awesome. You're telling me we only have to work about June and July, and then like, okay, cool, falls here. Yeah, I'll take that. You start, I'll take that. start, start. You know, planning your planning your vacations and all that that's hey, right it's good it's good yeah. it's good no it's 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 been a great I, addition i'm a big sure. i'm a big transfer portal guy i think it's good for the players i think Me it's too. good for the sport i know Me it's too. a headache for coaches but that's why you get paid millions of dollars boys like that's that's, that's why well, you, that's why you got the money i mean everybody needs to look at what and i don't like roger goodell but what he's done with the nfl about making it a year-round sport oh yeah with free agency and the draft and training camp and OTAs and all of that. It's like college football's yeah. there. College football's pretty and close. Co and college basketball's getting there too now. I'll I'll, I'll tell you that with You're right. with because they're the portal's even crazier on that side. Yeah, it's a good time to be a fan of college sports right now. So absolutely. Uh find all my written work at AuburnDaily.com and we will see you on Monday. This has been Locked On Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.